0: The Real Heal podcast, where we get super real about all the people, places, and things that heal. And today I am elated to have as my guest my co host, Ashley McFarland. Welcome, Ash. Hi. Yay. Hello. Hello. For those of you who don't know Ashley, she is an astrologer, wife, mom, friend, podcast host, and a Most recently, a crystal retailer down in the Dominican Republic, um, her business is called Atlantico, and they
1: slang Laramar. Yes. Yes. Oh, I loved hearing all of my stats. Thank you.
0: That was all her, like, stuff that you say. But from a friend perspective, Ashley is the least judgmental person I have ever met. She is one of the few people that if I'm having like a really shitty, stressful, crazy day, I will answer the phone for. She's so understanding, kind, down for whatever, creative, fashionable, professional. She's like my professional face. Like if something (laughs) needs to be done professionally, I send Ashley, have for years, and she sees the best in everyone. Oh, thank you, Dan. And I told you I had a little surprise for you, so I got some words from Allison as well. And her first word was SEEN in all capital letters. Mm. She also said comfort, positivity, cheer, joy, laughter, fire, present, kind, funny, smart, brave, embracing, very fun, down for whatever.
1: Oh. I love that.
0: And last but not least, you know, of course, I had to ask Laura. Yes. (laughs) Laura said, divine, noble, sweet, nurturing, light, positive, warm, compassionate,
1: love. That's her. Oh, gosh. I love that so much. And those are my people, you guys. Those are literally the people I talk to every day, (laughs) every single day. So thank you for doing that.
0: Oh, I know. I wanted to do a little something for you. That's like
1: my love language, too, by the way. Like being seen and recognized, understood, and surprised. All of that is yes. Well, you're welcome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So to do our four questions that we do with every guest, to start off, our resident astrologer, Ashley, what is your cosmic signature?
1: Yes, my rising sign. So for you guys who don't know, the rising sign is really how you show up in the world. And so it's your default energy. It is very much how others perceive you to be and how you innately project yourself. And so I tell people all the time, it's a lot like, you know, walking or driving a car. When you walk, you're not like left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. You just do it. So Mm. my rising sign is cancer. And so with cancer, there is this kind of nurturing, supportive, protective, loyal, kind of mama bear kind of energy. Um, we pick up on all the emotions of everyone around us, and we too ourselves can be quite emotional. My son is in Leo, and the sun is really who you're learning to become. It's how you like to shine big and bright. And so mine is in the fiery sign of Leo, and Leos are warm and generous. They lead because they want to lead with integrity. They're great friends. They're very much wanting to be in their creative flow, and just really want to tap into their authenticity, passion, and purpose. And my moon, which is my inner emotional world, my moon is in the sign of Gemini. And so I have a lot of duality, curiosity. And so it just means I like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, And I'm just innately curious. I want to research the things. I want to learn all the things. Not that I'm an expert at them, but I want to be able to speak to them with some sort of authority. And that's what I love about you because I'm just
0: going with the flow and you have it a little more dialed in.
1: (laughs) But That's why I love our dynamic.
0: I know. It's so good. And for those of you who don't know Ashley, uh,
1: where are you from originally and where are you living now? Yes, from Seattle, Washington, and I'm currently in Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. As of? Yes, as of August. Six months ago? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. And for those of you who don't know much about the Dominican Republic, because I really didn't either, I live in a city of, I think close, oh gosh, I'm going to get this stat wrong, but I think close to 2 million people. And it is busy. When I tell people I live in the Dominican Republic, I think they think and I live in like a small beach town. And I'm like, nope. I live on a busy street, cars hustling and bustling. It's nonstop. It's 24 seven. I live in a tall, high-rise building. It is not that experience. Does it give you (laughs) New York vibes at all? Absolutely. I'm like, how did I wind up in New York again? How did this (sighs) happen? Yeah, because you were done when you left. Yes, but I will say I'm close to the beach, which is really nice. I'm very – literally, I mean, there's a beach less than a mile away, but the real deal beach, the closest one I have is like 40 minutes or so. so. Oh, you're so lucky. Different than the Hudson River, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not that. And then what is your ethnic background? I am Scottish, Irish, and Mexican. My dad's Scottish, Irish, and then my mom is Mexican, so – yeah. yeah. And if you had one lesson to teach the world, what would it be? It would be rest. Oh. And I think I say this just because of for myself, but I think we are so wired for productivity that we just really owe ourselves that rest, that connecting with our feminine, that connecting with our natural flow and our creativity and in order to do so, in order to get to the goodness of that, Trusting our intuition, all of those things, we just have to rest. Mm-hmm. It's that simple.
0: Yeah. So, I, could, I I love that one. Good. Good. I'm good. a rest warrior. <laughs> yes. Um. So I want to jump right in and hear about how you got into astrology.
1: I, since I graduated college, would you know have a different job every two to three years, and I, you know, I just I couldn't figure out the thing that I loved. And I would keep jumping thinking, okay, I was going to find it. And so I found myself really kind of banging my head against the wall, just going, okay, I thought it was New York. I thought it was the stress. I thought it was this. I thought if I came home to Seattle and I got grounded, that it would all come back to me and it, I, I would I would understand where I was going and I would understand who I wanted to be. And again, I mean, I'm not just a sun in Leo, but I have my Venus I have Mercury there too. And Mercury is about how I communicate, how I think. Uh, Venus is what I value, what I enjoy. So there is nothing like being connected to passion and purpose and being able to do work that feels authentic. And I just, I wasn't. And so um, it was the surprise of my son. I found out I was pregnant and it was a bit of a surprise. And it was through that pregnancy and his birth that I really found that gusto for life again. I found life to be magical. The trees started looking different to me. I connected with a few trees at Green Lake. For any of those of you who are in Seattle, I had three friend trees there that I would go see almost every day. And I thought, I'm crazy. I'm losing it. But I just felt so much more connected to nature and really – had this moment of if I'm bringing life into the world, how can I do so right now if I can't find meaning for my own life? How can I show, how can I be a guide for this new life to show them meaning? And so it, it, for some reason just really snapped and clicked when he was pregnant and I was like, okay, I think I'm getting this. And then when he was born, I had a C-section and so I was heavily medicated. Mm-hmm. And about 15 minutes after he was born, I remember looking at my palms, and my hands were spinning. My palms were spinning, and it felt like a whirlpool was in my hands. And so I thought, well, I'm on you know every drug under the sun here. Um, it's probably that. And but it never went away. And it would just happen periodically. Is all of a sudden my hands would just start spinning. And so through that, and I didn't understand it. I went to the doctor, and I was like, doctor, my hands spin. You know, and and the doctor would say, Okay, well, you know, does it hurt you? And I'm like, no, nothing's hurting here. But it's it's just weird. I just I feel it. It's a sensation. And so through that, and you know, I started looking things up online. And sure enough, I learned about the palm chakras and about how energy moves throughout your body and how we in fact are also energy. And I learned about all these different things and through that got Uh, connected to Ayurveda and different, you know, ancient Indian philosophies. And I got really into that. And that just through that, I fell deep into the spiritual world. And so everything from shamanism, Reiki, you know, psychics, astrology, you know, human design, you name it. I was like, I want it. I want all of it. I want to figure it all out. And I want to do it for other people. And part of it was once I started, you know, trying these different modalities, these different healing tools, I felt so seen. I felt so held. I felt like somebody was telling me about myself and it resonated so deeply. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was this weird time. And I kept going from, you know, quote unquote, like healer to healer, from healing, you know, modality to healing modality. And I kept looking for the answer. And I kept yeah. being like, what is it? And what what was interesting was astrology, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop learning about it. I couldn't stop diving into it. And again, my Gemini moon, I was like so hungry. I wanted to master it. I wanted to learn everything about it. At work, I was not working. I was doing my coworkers' birth charts. I was looking at my own. I mean, it was horrible. You know what that's like <gasps> what? when you're like, I oh. cannot work. I have yeah. got hobbies. I have got real passions here, you know? I was like, and- um, there's a lunch I need to be at, right. so
0: I can't really be here right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, I'm trying to figure out the connection between Venus and Mercury. I cannot do this presentation. So it was that. And I finally, with meditation, was like, you know, can you please help me? Can you please whatever? And as cheesy or whatever, but the auspicious day of 1111, November 11th of 2019, I finally got the hit that was like you start with astrology. Ugh. And you just start there and it doesn't mean that it's the end. Yeah. And it was so great because astrology really in my again mind of being able to put things together. It made sense and I felt like that was a really easy way to get people who you know who were curious who wanted to dip their toes a little bit. I could be like, "Listen guys, This this is exactly where the planets were at the very moment you were born. And the same energy that's taking place between these planets is the same energy that's happening down here on Earth. And so understanding what was going on when you were born helps me understand your patterning, your relationships, um, your personality, all of these things. And so I thought, okay, I can do that because I felt like I could be a bridge. I could be a bridge to the people – who were curious, who maybe weren't super into the woo-woo like I was, but Mm. were like, okay, I can process this. This kind of makes sense to me. I'll take it with a grain of salt. And so I just started there. But I think it's still, (laughs) I was quickly humbled because of course I'm like, okay, I want to master this. I want to get done. Astrology is the study of a lifetime. And so I you would, you would pick that one. No, I was like, I say this all the time, Danica, I'm like, why don't I just pick something much more intuitive? You know, it just everyone's on their own place. Everyone has their own way of doing it. And this, well, yes, there is intuition involved. It still is incredibly technical. Mm-hmm. So, but I figured out what kind of sessions that I can give that feel good to me and feel in alignment and and all of those things. So that was 2019. And then the end of 2019, and then COVID happened, and the furloughs came. And while it was an incredibly challenging time, my silver lining was I I, I could see it. I, w- I would say this to my coworkers all the time: guys, the ship is sinking." I worked in hospitality, and so it was like, "There's no way that we're getting out of this anytime soon." The ship is sinking, guys. Right. And so I think, you know, I had a um a friend of mine who was giving free Reiki sessions at the time because she had just gotten attuned. And so I thought, oh, I could I could do that. I could just start by offering free sessions to people. So that was May of 2020. And by August I was charging. Uh-huh. Um, and so I think I'm on my like 220th reading now or something. And so it just feels wild because and I'm sure you can relate to this, but to do the work that I'm doing now, if I think back three years ago, I didn't know this was possible. I no. didn't know I could feel like this. No, I still don't. I'm like, pinch me. And don't get me wrong, this is hard. You know, mm-hmm. this is being an entrepreneur, you know, setting your own hours, pricing, figuring out how to scale your business is not easy. But I work all the time and I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. So I wouldn't trade it for the world. All of the risk, all of the uncertainty, I wouldn't trade it for anything.
0: Yeah. But it scares the shit <laughs> out of me sometimes. <laughs> I know. I was just saying this to Stacey last night because it's just funny. You know, like I do Square for my credit card payments and you know, like some months I'll sell like a ton of bowls, and it looks really nice. Even though, like, I had to buy the bowls up front, so it's not, you know, apples to apples. But yeah, some months it's like, oh, I killed it, and then the next yeah. month it's like, right. you know, it's still, right. it's still better than I could have ever dreamed. But yeah, you know, you get hit these benchmarks, and you always want to like keep going, keep going, and keep going. And I have said this to Stacy since we started dating, but he says something really funny and which is like, we're just playing business. So it's like, don't take yourself too seriously. And then Mm. it's just like all about riding the waves. And when you're on the up, you just got to go with the up. And when you're on the down, you know, the up is going to come.
1: Yes. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. He's so good. Yes. That's, That's good advice.
0: So what does astrology mean to you and what purpose does it have in your life?
1: it's a it's just been a way for me to understand myself and to validate the way that i operate yeah and that validation feels so good yeah and so that and then the second part to that is through astrology i can also look and while i don't like to say predict but i can look at patterning and i can look at what the energy is that's coming up and i can go oh <laughs> This could be a challenging time, and these are some of the ways that that could play out. For example, right now, I am having a hard connection with the moon, my body, and Neptune, a very spiritual, a very um, whimsical, a very uh, compassionate kind of planet. It It can make things rosy, it can make them beautiful, but it can also make them confusing and delusional. Mm -hmm. And so what can happen during that time is your body can be very vulnerable to things. You could perhaps get sick easier, you could break a bone, you could be more vulnerable, your feelings, you could be very certain on something and it not be it at all. You could be very tired and sluggish. Those are way- things that could manifest from this time and I'm going through it right now. I got stomach sick for the first time in probably 10 years. I broke a bone that I haven't broken a bone since I was six. Um, or Excuse me. No, I maybe eight or nine, but only because I've broken almost every single one of my fingers um, from tetherball and basketball. <laughs> Fun fact. Uh, but But no, I write Like since then. And so there's just been one thing after another. I've been so tired, uh, like bizarrely tired. And so there's just all of these things, you know, that I can go, okay, all right, this is going to be tricky. In my husband's chart, we have some stuff coming up with perhaps money, our resources, and even our relationship that looks like it could be a little trickier. Mm. And so it's like, how do we navigate that then? Knowing that, you know, we could be up against some murky waters, you know, yeah. and then it's watching how we communicate, you know, being prepared, having the hard conversations. So being able to use it in that way, it's really a tool. Yeah. It's a, it's, I always like to call it like a self-validation tool.
0: Yes. You really helped me because I'm a Capricorn son and that's all I really knew for 30 whatever years. And I never really felt super connected To all of it, you know, it was Mm -hmm. like a lot of things of like, you're kind of quiet and you're kind of like maybe antisocial. And I was like, uh, (laughs) no, those are two (laughs) things that I don't uh, like feel at all. And then so learning more about my chart. And the best thing I will say about a session with Ashley and I tell everybody to get it is that she does it in such a like gentle, digestible way. And like layman's terms, kind of way. So she doesn't come at you like, oh, your Venus is in your sixth house, which is, and you're just like four minutes in, you're like, you lost me. Like she does it in such a palatable way that I think it's super interesting. And if for people who are listening that might not know this, I say this to everybody, but I say to Ashley, as soon as I shove a baby out of my vagina, the first person I'm texting is her <laughs> because I want her to pull my child's birth chart because I think it's such a fun snapshot, you know, like, yeah. I, I don't know. So if you've never done your birth chart, highly recommend. And if you have children, couldn't recommend more. And Ashley's done my husband's birth chart and it's so good. So, so good. And I think it's really interesting when you can do it for somebody else. Cause when you do it for you, maybe you're like, is it, is it? mm -mm?" And then when you're Mm -hmm. listening to like my husband's, I was like, yes, yes. Oh my God. Yes. You know, like it's so clear to see. So if you have never done it,
1: get the family together and go do it because I think it's so interesting. Oh, thank you, Dan. No, it truly, it lights me up in a way you guys, and it is my favorite. When people tell me they haven't had their birth chart read before, I like, you know, I get really excited. (laughs) like, okay, oh, yay, this is going to be amazing. Um, But, and I do, I love doing children's charts um, just because I think it's such a great way to have further insight into who your child is because you're still, you're trying to figure them out, you know? And so I think it's just nice to have another lens of someone telling you, well, this, you know, could be this and here's why. Oh, has it helped you with your
0: relationship with Brooks or just kind of like
1: understanding him? Oh, absolutely. And even, I mean, you guys, with with all, right, I've got this incredible tool at my, you know, disposal. I I will still go, gosh, I'm just not understanding X. And then I'll go and look at his chart and go, oh, of course. Come on, Ash. Like, you know this, you know. But it just is, as parents, you're trying to figure out so many things And, you know, there's so many people in your ear telling you to do it this way or to do it that way. I think for Brooks, he's incredibly sensitive. He's a Scorpio rising. He's very sensitive to energies. And I'm like, want, you know, sometimes I want the child who's like, hey, everybody, I'm here. And Brooks is like, don't look at me. Don't even look at me, people. (laughs) You're like, can't you just hug your grandma and say hi? And he's like, no. No. So, (laughs) so anyway, but it helps because yeah, I can look at it and go, okay, all right.
0: And then does it also help with your marriage? Because you can look at Darwin's chart as well and say,
1: yes and no. So here's the thing guys, for me at least, and I know there's some astrologers who are different, but I need to have the exact time of birth. And so I have a range for Darwin and I play (sighs) with his range and I don't do that for anyone else because I don't ever want to be. Not accurate, but that is the trick is you mm. just have to have the exact time of birth and I don't for him. So I have a range. So I can look at a couple things, but to get really specific. Oh, how frustrating. And, oh, so frustrating, right? I'm like, this is this is the missing piece here, guys. I've got the oh. key. I just don't have the, the thing, you know. Oh, God. I didn't know that. hmm Okay. And what is your dream for your business? Ooh, that's a tough question. I think so in human design I'm a manifesting generator which I think is really aligns with my gemini moon. So, I like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And whereas somebody maybe a generator or a capricorn moon would be like I'm going to build this business. I'm going to create a really strong foundation. I'm going to see it through. I'm going to create legacy. I'm like, well, you know, actually, I'm thinking about adding a little human design to the work that I do. I would love, you know, most of my sessions, I do a small tarot reading um, and pull a few cards, but I would love to get more into intuitive work. And so that piece is tricky. And yeah. I'm, but ultimately, I think my goal is to just be able to connect with more women mm. and men. Yeah. But primarily women and really really help them come home to themselves really help validate who they are because there's so much external that we're constantly being told we need to have this more of this less of this whatever but to be able to just sit with someone and be like here this is this is you and mm-hmm. it's okay to be you like honor it own it and so being able to do that, whether that be through the podcast, through astrology, through, you know, getting Larimar out into the world. And we feel so connected to Larimar because the vibration of Larimar is I mean, really – and there could be a crystal connoisseur who might say otherwise. But for me, it has the highest vibration of any crystal that I've come across. Mm. And it's connected to the feminine and to communication and speaking your truth. And it's connected to the throat chakra and to the heart chakra. Like, it to me, it just doesn't get any better. So growing that business too and using Larimar as a tool to, again, connect with yourself and to honor the feminine parts of us just because for so long they have been shunned. And, I mean, they still are, but mm-hmm. more and more we are – acknowledging them and, um, you know, are are able to be more in our our feminine, but we still have a lot of work to do. So.
0: Well, I love how you're doing so many different things, the podcast, astrology, you know, diving into the human design and and the intuitive ways, which you're very intuitive. And then the crystals, like the root of it is all the same purpose. So that's like, I can just see you having like a retreat space with the Laramar and the and giving your offerings and all of yeah. these beautiful things. And so I think it will all tie together. And I yes. love how you're just in the little putting it, putting the little pieces to the puzzle
1: together right now. Yeah. Although I would love to be at that space where, I, where I've got it figured out. I'm like, come on. Okay. Where do these puzzle pieces have to go? But no, I am. I'm really just trying to be in my process and be present with where I'm at and just enjoy the journey. Yeah. And you know, I love Brooks so much. He's
0: hysterical to me. I love when him and I just scream at each other. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I've known you since we were about 21, 22. um, And now we're a few years away from 40. So the question that I have is how has becoming a mother changed you?
1: (sighs) So much. I feel like probably the biggest is being disciplined for anyone Mm -hmm. who knows me. Yeah, that's not your thing. My partner, Darwin, would be sitting here laughing going, you're disciplined? No. But I have had to be much more disciplined, and that is really tricky for me. I Like in what way?
0: In what way disciplined?
1: Well, he gets up at 6 a.m. regardless, right? Like he's got to get to school by 7.30. And so – I am a night owl. I like to stay up late. I like to work till I want to. And I can't do that, you know? Right. And if I do, then I just get, you know, five hours of sleep, which is usually what I do and it's not good. But it's just going, okay, he, get, he gets up. I don't get to be like, sorry, mom gets to sleep in. I mean, we're just not at that age yet. Right. So, um, so it's things like that. And then just being present when he's home. I have a really hard line of, you know, trying to not do work when he's home just because he's gone for, you know, a big chunk of the day. So I think just being present and I really think it's further, it's helped me just to connect more. I think he's helped me spiritually. I think the kind of patience and even the kind of understanding of yourself that you have to do, like the the healing work that you have to do to show up as a parent and as a guide to these young souls and you have to do it. If not, you watch your triggers, you watch your patterns, the things that you picked up from your parents, you watch yourself putting those onto your children. And, you know, I, I want to do the very best that I can, just like my parents did the very best that they could. Mm -hmm. Um, so it does, it's constantly going, is this what I want for him? Mm. No. Okay. Then what do I need to change? Who do I need to talk to? What book do I need to read? Um, All of those things to go, okay, here it is. Or when I've done something where I've done, you know, exhibited behavior in front of him that isn't okay, it's having these humble moments of saying, I'm sorry.
0: I shouldn't have acted
1: that way. And here's why. Yeah. And so – yeah. That's so good.
0: When you, you tell me when you do that and then you set them down and you say like, you know, whoops, that was not good on my part and X, Y, Z. And I just think that's so amazing. Cause I don't think any of us had that growing up, which not to compare, but like, I just think it's really awesome that you do that. Oh, thank you. You had talked about um, your family, growing up. So how has the relationship with your family
1: changed since becoming a mother? I have been so dependent on my parents my and my brother my whole life. I mean, even to this day, I think Darwin's a little resentful because I think deep down he knows that if something really bad were to happen… I would be right. I would be, you know, I, I would call them. I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's it's hard because we've talked about this, right? When you choose your partner and you create your own family, you you kind of need to, you know, I mean, healthy but boundaries and kind of back off a little bit. And so, I think that part has been challenging is where those lines are. Yeah. And so sometimes that could be challenging because we lived with my parents at different points throughout, like prior to having uh, Brooks and then when we had Brooks. And I would say my parents do a really good job of not telling me how to parent. Mm. I, I don't know if I could be perhaps, but that's also, that's my mom. I mean, actually, both my parents, really, they're very good at that. I might be like, get your shit together, lady. But no, they're they are pretty, uh, pretty opinions off, which has been helpful. You know, it's deciding what kind of traditions you want for your child, what things you're going to take from your family of origin, yeah. what things you're not going to
0: – I think Make you're very really lucky opinion. because, yeah, I hear a lot. Friends that I've known since we were five years old and whose parents I know very, very well. And they're like, My mom comes over and says, Oh, you have instant mashed potatoes. Well, when <laughs> yeah. you were growing up, and it doesn't take that much more time. And she's like, and I just want to kill her. You know, and it's <laughs> like, of course, she, you know, we love my friend's mom. We love her very much. I I don't hear your experience as often as I hear the opposite
1: yeah well and funny right grass is always greener is sometimes i would be like just tell me what you think what do you think i mean i can even remember growing up i'd have you know uh friends parents who were always meddling in their business and who wanted all the gossip and my mom didn't she Mm. was just like you know and probably because she knew i was going to tell her regardless but i think i told her because she wasn't you know vine for it. So I'd be like, Hey mom, let me tell you everything, probably more than she wanted to know. But I just, I just wanted to share. (laughs) Yeah. And you're such a good sharer. I do. I have a tendency to share and overshare. So, which I think has gotten better over the years as I've gotten older. Yes. I think think so. Yeah.
0: I do. I really do. Yeah. And well, you know, I love Brooks. Well, you also know that I love Darwin very much. He's mm. so fun. And we've known Darwin since he was, what, 20?
1: Yeah. Oh, God, yeah.
0: 20 years old. Mm. Um, so how has your relationship slash marriage slash whatever we want to call it been yeah. better than you imagined or different than you thought?
1: Oh, <laughs> I, thought <laughs> I thought it was going to be roses and cotton candy. I thought it was going... I really, if I will say this, marriage in a lot of ways is like a business. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: it's a fully functioning business. And so it's about what you put into it. Do you have the same vision? All of these things, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, for us, we've definitely rode a roller coaster of, you know, the highs of the highs and the lows of the lows. I had this really naive idea of what marriage looked like. And I think my parents did a really, like a great favor to my brother and I in the way that they did not share. We didn't know if there was things that were going on with them, or at least that is how my my person right now perceived my childhood to be. I don't remember any fighting, any arguing, yeah. any highs or lows, any troubling times. I don't remember any of that. Yeah. And so I think coming into it, I just feel like a lot of us are really unprepared.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's how I felt. I was like, oh, this is this is hard, actually. Okay. Yeah. You know, and so we've just we've learned a lot about each other. I think we have uh we really have the will to make it work. And above all, that's what Keeps us together and our willingness to grow and our willingness to hold space for each other where we're at in our growth and in our own individual evolution. Mm-hmm. Is it perfect? No. Do I think, uh, you know, do I always feel fully accepted or understood the way I want to be? No. But I don't always accept him nor understand him the right. way that I need to. And so that's the kind of work that I've been doing now because I think I'm perfect. (laughs) You're pretty great. You are pretty great. I mean, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I, you know, you just, it's hard to see, right. It's hard to see that your shit stinks. Like, and so anyway, so it's just, it's been, it's definitely been a process and, you know, me and Darwin have had different career changes and shifts and even moving to the Dominican Republic. I mean, I think this is one of the craziest things we've ever done. Yeah. You know, he was in, he was here in the Dominican Republic trying to figure out how he could export Laramar and how we could do that so we could sell it stateside. Yeah. And I got an intuitive hit one night that we needed to move the family there. <laughs> and I knew in that moment, because he's he's pretty impulsive. But I like it because I'm a little more stiff and fixed. I have a lot of fixed energy. And so when he's, you know, can move really quickly, I'm like, okay, I guess I got to do this. So I knew if I said we should do this, I had about 24 hours before he was going to start making moves. Yeah. And sure as shit. I mean, I tell him the next day he's already sending me apartments and schools for Brooks and things like that. So – i am darwin you are yes yes so i'm like hold on i'm like okay like i will i will paint the picture and then he'll go with it and i'm like well i just painted the picture yeah i
0: I never thought to tell you this but my therapist says like because i'm like why would he say that if he's not going to do that and she's like no he's dreaming he's sharing Uh with you his dreams he's sharing with you his his thoughts his his daydreams. Like you don't have to take everything literally because if I say, I want to go to Costa Rica tomorrow, I really want to go to Costa Rica tomorrow. Yeah, I really want to <laughs> pack my bag and go. Whereas you and Stacy are more like, the language isn't, wouldn't that be nice? The language is,
1: let's do that. Right. Wouldn't that be right. fun? And we're yeah. like, yeah, let's Great. go. Let's do yeah. it. Let me put the wheels in motion. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that I love about Darwin is he certainly grounds me in a lot of ways. And he's, he's very Virgo, you guys. And you'll, you'll hear me talk about Virgos. It's my one of my favorite things to talk about because I just, I don't have it. I don't have it in me in any way, shape, or form. But it's very structured, very organized, very detail-oriented. But they do it. You have to have structure in order to serve. If your house is a mess, if your life is a mess, you can't show up. To serve and do the kind of work that you want to do. And he does that. He is, he follows through, he executes. He's an incredible executor. And so I think in a lot of ways, our our energy is very yin-yang, you know. But sometimes we're just like, God, why are you like that? You know? Why are you breathing <laughs> like that? Right, right. Stop. But but with that, I think, you know, we wouldn't be here now if it wasn't for him making it happen. And for me, I guess, dreaming it up. So, and, but I think because of that too, I mean, I don't know, I, I, I feel very strongly that, you know, we are to be in each other's lives because it just, I don't know that many people who would be on this wild journey (laughs) like we are. So
0: Stacey and so, I say yeah. the same thing to each other all the time. Like, I don't know who could put up with you. Well, I don't know who could put up with you. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, Stacy has asked me a million times over the almost eight years we've been together. You know, like we've said, like, we never really were happy in our jobs. He'd be like, well, come work for me. Never. Yeah. I could not do it. And I think you just sometimes you have to know yourself. You have to know what's good for you and what you can do and what you can't do and I can't do it. So I'm very enamored in watching you and Darwin start this business because I think it is awesome. Like Stacy helps me so much in my business. We are not business partners, but yeah. he's super smart and super knowledgeable and I'm so thankful to have his like entrepreneurial expertise. Yeah, so tell me, how is it going starting a business
1: from the ground up together? Oh god. You know, everyone's different. I love hearing couples talk about the <laughs> the really the ease in which they were able to put their business together. Ours is not that story. I think this has been a really challenging year for us, but it is. It's you know, it's one thing to, you know, kind of accept someone for who they are and the energy that they show up with with kind of like house duties and parenting duties. But then when it comes to business, it it's like it's a whole nother level of acceptance of like, here are your strengths, here are your strengths, here are your opportunities, right? And going, okay, this is, you know, how we're how we're gonna work. And I honestly, I mean, this has really been since July and then much more intensified since August. The past two weeks, have felt the best in the business sense. Um, And so, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, again, I think it's just really accepting the other person for where their strengths are at. And I mean, right, like, just like you look at an employee and go, okay, here's what they can do and here's what they can't do. I'm not going to expect something from them that they're just not capable of doing. Yeah. And so... Anyway, so it's been a lot of those kind of conversations and us constantly going, okay, how do we want to restructure this? Or how do we want to work through this? Or where are we at with this? But things have been moving so fast. A lot of times I feel like, I'm like, where are you at right now? (laughs) It's like, where are you at? You know, it's just, it's to to even really sit down and have time for ourselves or take a date night. Like those kind of things. Like we're just not there yet because the grind is so so tough right now. But yeah, I know that we will – we feel like we're on a de- divine mission here, you guys. We really do. We feel like we're <laughs> – You are. Why not? <laughs> so why not? So I'm just excited to see, I think, the next few months, especially into the summer, feel really um, – I feel like we start to see some of the reward from the hard work. And so I think we're very much – ready for that. (laughs) That's so exciting. You guys have really
0: been putting in a lot of the like behind the scenes, figuring it out on the phones. And I mean, you really have to give credit where credit is due.
1: You've gone to another country to start a business. Like it can't be easy. Yeah. I think that That was something very naive on my part. I think Darwin had an idea, but I don't think he fully understood how culturally different. He's Dominican. He was born here, but he was raised in the States. But Spanish is his first language. And so I think he thought, you know, I can do this. But it is very much a culture shock for us in terms of how, you know, Americans (laughs) like to get things done. And no shade here. There's a lot of beautiful things about the way that the culture is here. It's a lot more lax, yeah, a lot, yeah, um, and and tricky. Everyone has a different opinion or a different way, and so we've learned a lot. We've learned lots of hard lessons, but it feels like we're like okay, we're finally getting to where we need to be. So,
0: oh yeah. To rewind a little bit for the people who. I feel like everybody's caught up with what you have going on right now. To rewind a little bit, I kind of wanted to ask you about your time in Mexico. So could you give like a quick little snapshot of
1: timelines? Yes. Landing yourself in the DR? Yes. So, uh, gosh, let's see. So after college, I moved to Mexico for a year, took Spanish as a minor, and um, spent – yeah, spent a year there. Spent six months in Guadalajara, which – is I think, oh gosh, don't quote me on this again, but I think is at least like 5 million, maybe 8 million people. I It's a huge city and that was my first real not resort kind of Mexico experience unless it was a small town. And so I went there and I was like, I'm a poor American, I'm sorry, I don't want to bother anyone. <laughs> I just felt like I was a second-class citizen. In many ways. And then I spent another six months in Guanajuato, which was totally colonial Mexico. You guys, it was magical. It was amazing. Um, my best friend Laura was with me for six months and her family's from there. So we had a really cool school experience and also just really authentic kind of life Mexico experience. And so after that, I was like, I'm going to New York. And um, and that's where we got to reconnect and you know and do New York together. And so I was there in New York for gosh, till I was 28 and then moved back to Seattle and was in Seattle till this past summer. And I'm 37, I think. i like losing track, but 37. So, And that's when we we moved here. And it's funny. I, I love Seattle and it is home for me and it feels good in so many ways. But I think part of the move was also an escape, if I'm going to be honest. And I think I saw what my life could be and it was beautiful. Yeah. It was a life that I knew super well. It was your life you had growing up. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And I was like, I don't think this is what I want. I don't know what I want. Yeah. But this isn't it. And so I think too that played in a little bit and was like, well, we can go escape here and I can continue to scratch and peel back some of those layers and figure out what that looks like and I love it. I think I'm giving my son who's half Dominican a really, yes. you know, he's learning Spanish, he's learning his culture, and we're on an adventure. And Darwin's reconnecting with his roots, which is really important. Sometimes I think he <laughs> questions the importance, but I think it's really good for him too. So, And I'm my Spanish is getting better and, you know, so it's good all around. But it's, it's – if I really think about it, it very much I think was an escape subconsciously. Do you – I don't even know
0: if you can answer this question, but do you know
1: what you were escaping from? Yeah. It just didn't feel like me. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that I wasn't loved. It doesn't mean that I didn't have friendships. My family was there. I mean, everything – Made sense. It just didn't feel like me. And I think my whole life, I didn't quite feel like I belonged there. Yeah. And, but I say that. And then this other part of me is really learning I don't know if I will ever feel like I fully belong somewhere. And I'm learning that there are people who make me feel like I belong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There are there are places, but I don't know if one place and one community is going to have everything for me. That's so and, interesting. Yeah. yeah, and it so I don't. It so it was weird, but I just knew I wasn't ready to commit to the yeah. what my social life would look like, what Brooks's life would look like. Darwin was not happy in Seattle, so that was also a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was just a number of things that weren't quite ready. And it felt like Brooks was going into school and starting to really build a community. And I thought, okay, then the time is now before he gets too, in- too totally. into it. Yeah. So, yeah. I felt the same way about Snohomish. I was like,
0: I know everyone. I know Everything. I check, move it on, you know, and it's no shade for anybody who's still there. I love it. I was just there yesterday hanging out at my parents' house and I love the restaurants. I love the community. It's funny that you say you don't know if anywhere feels like home because I feel like for me, I'm like Miami. Yep. Sounds good. New York. That's my home too. Like I feel like everywhere is my home Yeah, because I just feel like... I mean, not everywhere. Let's be clear. Like yeah. I'm not going to move to Kentucky or something like to, that's culturally, that's not going to be for me, but yeah. everywhere that I
1: go and I love, I'm like, yeah, I could live here. Oh gosh. So no, but I love that you say that because that is so you, <laughs> I mean, it just is. I'm like, of yeah. course. Yeah. You know what though too? I think, I I think of myself as somebody who's really social, someone who can get along with anyone, mm-hmm. things like that. But I think I'm yearning for such deep connection right now and it's hard to find. Yeah. And I think that's part of why I've been going through this thing of like, maybe it's not just the place, it's just the people. And if I have my people, right? If I have my core people that I speak to every day, maybe that's just what it is. Yeah. I don't know, but it is. I think too with a child, I think I'm constantly like, Is this the kind of upbringing I want him to have? Is this the kind of community I want him to be surrounded by? And I don't know what that is yet either. I know it's not here either. (laughs) I
0: used to kind of think, oh, it would be sad to move a kid around. And now I'm kind of like, I don't know if I still agree with that. Like there's a whole world out there to see. Yeah. I feel like that was a little bit small minded of me to be like, oh. Oh, Your school is the end of the road for the next
1: 18 years or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, no. And I felt the exact same way. I, You know, and part of it, that's why I was like, we've got to go now. We can't go next year, right? Like, you're going into pre-K. I can't possibly take you out, you know, after pre-K and you're going to be in kindergarten. I mean, all these things, right? And I still kind of struggle with that. But to your point also, I'm like, yeah. You know, Darwin really likes to travel. He wants to live. Oh, gosh. You should hear all his list. But um, – LA. Yeah. Yeah. Mexico. And he wants to go all, all these places. And so it is – it's interesting though because, you know, my son's a Taurus and he really likes stability. He really likes routine. Mm-hmm. And that does mm. his emotional world really well too. Right. So, so it'll be interesting because we'll have to take that into consideration too. Right. We'll see. I don't know. This – Well, this whole life thing is really wild. I I never in a million years would think I would be where I am now. Nope. But good for you for being brave because my Mm -hmm. my
0: quote to myself moving to New York with no clue in the world was, God favors the brave. So you guys are, you're being brave and you're going for it and it's, you will be rewarded for it. And you're working hard. You're not just going there and saying, whatever. I really feel like we grew up in New York. I really feel mm. like that was such a an amazing transformational time, kind of I think unbeknownst to
1: us at the time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so when you think back to your time in New York, what are some of the
1: lessons that you took from that time in your life? I think probably that hustle mentality. That was new for me. And it was quick. And I, you were a really great teacher for that. I don't yeah. know if I hadn't been with you if it would have been quite the same but i just think that that grind that you either take in new york and and if not it just new york can just kind of you know chew you up and and swallow you and eat you alive i just like you loved the diversity racially socially economically everything about new york and so it just opened my eyes to totally different People and experiences, and I thought I was super worldly before, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that was a totally new. That was a that was just you know to the tenth, nth degree, whatever that is. Yeah, it was that, and I felt I, I just I I just feel like I learned a ton. And same, I think my work ethic. I think I always had a strong work ethic, but it's certainly. I knew what I was capable of I knew my limits
0: mm-hmm.
1: in a, probably an unhealthy way oh yeah but uh, but I I wouldn't have traded that experience for the world and I although I'm constantly like gosh I financially could have made a lot better decisions although I don't know if I would have made those if I had stayed back in Seattle either it took me right. a long time to kind of figure out money and uh, you know how to save and be resourceful and things like that. Yeah. Um but I just think the freedom, yeah, and the ability to be whoever you want to be in New York really served me well. I think yeah. I came into New York with a lot of confidence. I think my parents really instilled that in me, but you know, New York definitely I was like, all right, this is who I feel like showing up like today. Yeah. And who cares? And to your, to your point, why not? Why
0: not? You you have the Arizona sweatshirt bodega, Ashley. You have the Louboutins at Mansion, uh, Ashley. You oh have, God. I mean, they have work, oh Ashley. You have a lot of different Ashleys happening.
1: Yep. yep and they're yep, all great. Yeah. Yep, yep. Oh, that Arizona sweatshirt, the infamous. I have a sweatshirt, you guys from high school, maybe before that. Yep, it was high school. But that's still, it traveled with me here too, also. So, oh God, I love that. Yeah. Yep. It's sitting in the closet because it's real hot here. Of course.
0: (laughs) You don't use the language, I have anxiety often or maybe even at all. So, do you ever deal with anxiety?
1: I really don't. That's so awesome. But, like you too. I mean, prior to any issues with infertility, right? I mean, you didn't even know that word. And I do. I think we all. Are dealt a different hand. I would say this yeah. to you all the time, but fear and anxiety hasn't been one that I've yeah. really had to deal with a ton. There's moments I would say definitely with this move where I have realized I'm stressed or there is some perhaps anxiety and it's manifesting, but I but very mild. I I have friends who have real anxiety, and mm-hmm. to hear what they go through, I. I wouldn't want to put myself in that bucket because that's not fair. But yeah. um, but I don't know what it is or where it comes from. But I I perhaps my mom, she's probably the most even keel and also like least judgmental person I know. But she really knows how to weather a storm. Like sometimes I'm like, mom, you are you there? Are you like where are you happy? Are you, are you pissed? I mean, but she can she can just weather it all. So I think I really picked that up from her. And I do. I think that's part of my, I don't know if you'd call it my spirituality or my connection, but it's just a trust in the universe. And I think you'd ask any of my friends, I'm like, it'll all work out. Yeah. It'll all work out as it's supposed to be. Yeah. And, just, and maybe that's from coming from a point of privilege, sure, too. Because yeah. I do also know that I am... I am held. I am taken care of. I know I have somewhere to land if everything goes bad. And so mm-hmm. I so I don't want to – I want to acknowledge my privilege in that sense. I, I'm thankful for that because I really have just sort of been able to, to flow through things and go, well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Darwin, we need to pull all the money out of the stock market right now. I've been telling him this for like two years um, because of the astrology. And I'm like, see, we're going to war here. We're missing it. You need to pull the money. And he's like, "I ash, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how this one's gonna gonna bank out. so um, when are you the most happy? <sighs> Probably at the end of the night. Mm. The end of the night because I'm the last one to go to bed. And in those moments, I get to do all the things that I love. I get to check on my boys. I love when they're just quiet and asleep and everything, the house is clean, Darwin cleans everything. And um, I get to just be with my tea, myself, doing my work on Marco Polo, connecting with you know my good friends or whatever. And that mm-hmm. is like that and then probably it just made me think probably at the beach since I've been here. Where the Larimar is found, it's in this small beach town called Barauco. and there's just something magical about that place. There's nothing there, really. You know, I mean, it's close to kind of a city, but it's, you know, there's just not much. But I just, I love being there and this is a, being at the beach. This is a naive crystal
0: mining question. Is there, like, seasons for this or
1: 365? Everything's fine. So... I would say 365 minus the rain and Mm. like hurricane season. So if the rain is really bad, then there's, you know, there's flooding in the mines and it is, you know, you can't go in. So, um, so just, yeah, just depending on the rain. Um,
0: So the nod to your favorite, Almost 30 Girls. I love them. (laughs) Ashley just sent me the best episode and I've listened to it twice already. So what does radical love look
1: like to you? Mm. <sighs> Gosh. Radical love is probably, for me, it's, it's acceptance. Yeah. It's acceptance of myself. It's acceptance of who I am in love with, right, with, whether that's romantic or friend. But it's just complete acceptance and, mm. like, unconditional love. If I still accept you for where you're at, like regardless of who you are at this moment, but if I choose to do that, then that's, to to me, that's pretty radical. Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's, when you think about it, it's because a lot of times we are like, I'll love you if you're like this, right? Like there's conditions around it. I'll love you if you do this, but if you don't do this, then I don't love you. Yeah. And that, that is hard when you're on a you're, – you're human. You're on a growth journey. Yeah. You're on a self-evolution journey. You and your partner or your friend or whoever, right? Yeah. And so there's going to be – they're going to do things yeah. that aren't going to feel loving maybe or whatever. But if I can love you and I can love myself through all of that, yeah. without the conditions, without the whatever, then yeah. that feels pretty radical.
0: And I think that we've been friends since college. Like, I was just thinking today, like, you know, it's like Ashley and I had a falling out. We'll talk about that on a different episode. But, yeah. like, you can take time from people. That doesn't mean you don't love them anymore. Yeah. But... We've come back together in such a better way that maybe we we wouldn't have gotten here if we wouldn't have had that little falling out.
1: Yeah. No, I so agree. I think how this all worked out to me is wild and crazy. I'll never forget when my friend was like, I don't know if you follow up with Danica, but she is doing sound baths. And I was like, you're shitting me. Like, this is not real. And I had to, and I sat there because I've always sort of checked up on or asked questions, you know. Yeah. And I was like, I, I mean, the the writing's on the wall. Like, at what point do you just go, okay? And we'll talk about this on another episode, but (laughs) I'll nerf free. I showed Darwin. You know, we're sitting in bed. I said, I've, I know I need to reach out. I know it's been too long. I said, but look, she's doing sound baths. I hand the phone over to Darwin, and he's looking at it and double taps. And I went into a rage, you guys. It was a rage because I wasn't prepared. But I think it was supposed to be that way because I don't know when I would have been prepared. I just knew that I needed to. So it was just, it was done. And then he was like, well, can't you just unlike it? I'm like, that's not how this works. She's already seen it. And so, right. And so I then was like, from... Ashley McFarland, what? <laughs> you know, I was like, well, now I have to write something. He's like, well, then you just unlike it. I'm like, no, that's not the kind of friends that we were that based on what happened, the falling out, like th- that is, uh, there needs to be something needs to be said. Yeah. So I was like, so I, so I need to reach out now. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't how it was planned, but perhaps divinely orchestrated.
0: Oh, as always. But yeah, I think I just kind of need to think about it more in my mind of like love and radical love and complete acceptance. Yeah. Okay. Last questions I have for you. Looking back now, what would you tell your 18-year-old
1: self and then slash also your 25-year-old self? You have no fucking clue. (laughs) That is exactly what I would say because I was the kid who thought I knew everything. I still think I know every, actually, no, no. I now, I'm, I'm always like, yep, I don't know. I don't you know. have surrendered. I believe I have, you yep, have surrendered. I have surrendered. Yes, yes. I've surrendered. Um, But I would, I would probably tell myself to, <laughs> to surrender, to let go a little bit more. Like I said, I have very fixed energy. And so, I just want things to work sometimes yeah. when they just don't. And whether that be with friendship or relationship or work, I, I would say that, but I would also say, listen to your intuition. If mm-hmm. I can tell my 18 year old and 25 year old self to listen to your intuition because I think I've always known. Of course. Right. But yeah. I just didn't know what to do. I wish I when I look at you know when I'm doing charts for you know 16 year olds for for the children when I'm with their parents when I'm doing them for the the kids in their young 20s I'm just like, gosh, to have that knowledge so early, to have the emotional intelligence, to have the willingness, the self awareness, the curiosity to learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean. I just wish I, that's the only thing that I can look back and go, I, I wish at moments when I was confused and unhappy, I did the work, did the deep work, but I I didn't know. And you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. So.
0: And I definitely at 18 or at 25, I was probably just starting because I think that's like 25, 26 was when I was starting going to therapy, maybe 27, something, somewhere in that range. But I was just really looking for the party, you yeah. know, like I just really wanted to have a good time with my friends, dance the, till the night away, you know. I wouldn't even drink. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't do drugs. I would do nothing. Yep. And I just wanted to be out and be, that's yeah. all I cared about. And yeah. I was just not, you know, I, I was just thinking of this today. I was at a yoga class this morning and- you know, my mom would be like, let's go to yoga. She would go. And so I had this access to this like very connected body spirit mo- hour of the week. And I would be so uncomfortable in yoga. Mm-hmm. Can we like move this along? I played <laughs> sports. I was used to like running and sweating and and now I'm like forced to be here. Yeah. It's quiet. And I was just like, oh God, no, no, yeah. no, I don't want this. And now, like, to, it's just, I was just having this conversation with myself today. Like, I'm just laying on the mat in child's pose, and I'm like, oh, God. I, I did, I'm i so appreciative that I have that that appreciation for it now. Yeah. But I kind of, like, grew out of that little bit, you know, emotionally immature phase. And now Same. I can, like, be in my body and be, I do self reiki on myself almost every day. Meditate, almost try to, every day, you know, and it's like, ah. Yep. Uh, getting to this stillness my mom would always say like it's so good like it's so you know like life is so good so calm so whatever and i'd be like aren't you bored you know like (laughs) what's on your social calendar lady (laughs) and now i'm like okay i get it
1: now i get it i'm like i just want alone time yeah can i have quiet time my idea of a good night is just like a good conversation with a girlfriend with tea I don't want a drink anymore. I'm just like, I don't want that. No, I I just want a conversation. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You, yeah. I I don't think I ever really did either, but I would just, you know, I would kind of fake it. I would have a drink and then just like leave the other ones sitting around.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, Ash, thank you for being our guest today. Uh, Um, It was so good. I'm so appreciative of you and your time and our friendship. And again, you guys don't forget to like, subscribe. We are on Apple and Spotify and eventually YouTube. But thank you guys all for listening and coming along for the for the ride with us on the Real Hill yes. podcast. We love you guys. Thank you so much. See you next Thursday.